Hello out there. This is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and welcome to another edition of Wine, Women, and Writing. This is the show where I like to talk to female writers about their very awesome, complex, authentic female characters, which is what we're going to do today. Before we do that, though, I want to encourage you guys to go out to my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, and specifically go to the Wine, Women, and Writing page, because there you'll find the list of upcoming shows. You can pre-read the books so that these shows are even cooler, because they're ready to talk about the books with us. And you can also sign up to get the RSS feed delivered directly to your favorite um, device and it's free, which is very cool. But if you do want to put your hard-earned money towards supporting women in the arts, and specifically women writers, then feel free to pledge to support the show or buy either of our books. Won't hurt our feelings at all. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and this is Danielle Gerard. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Pamela. This is so fun. You are very welcome. I'm excited for you to be here. We're at BoucherCon, and BoucherCon is a super cool um, mystery thriller suspense convention where there's as many fans and readers here as there are people in the publishing industry. Right. And it's it's very... 1,700 people are here. Oh my gosh. I know, it's insane. It's a little bit overwhelming. It's a little bit overwhelming. It's, it's the introvert in me is challenged by this. That's so true. It's <laughs> full, I say it's four days that we do this once a year, so I'm like a wild child, like cat let out crazy <laughs> and then I go home and have to sleep for 10 days yeah exactly exactly yeah. and you know it's it's an opportunity to get to meet other writers yeah. as well and so when I was um, I was trolling around today and the, there's this book signing for the Thomas and Merth Merth <laughs> Thomas and Mercer <laughs> authors mm. and I'm walking down the row and you know some of my known are friends and I'm like see this woman I'm like your book seems familiar to me I'm so glad you did I'm already a fan. I'd already read her books. I love it. Yay! Yay! So we decided we had to do this for you guys. So fun. Thank if you. If you want to start, I want to hear all about the series, but if you want to start at the beginning of the series that I started on, where do they start? Tell Exhum. us Exhum. Exhum. So Exhum is a, um, about a medical examiner in San Francisco, Dr. Annabelle Schwartzman. She's just arrived in San Francisco. She's got a new post, and she thinks she's escaped a very abusive ex-husband. Um, but she has not. Her crime, the crime takes her to a scene where a dead woman is pretty much a dead ringer for her. Nice and creepy. <laughs> I do like him creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I mean, so you don't have any desire to write something fluffy and sweet with sunshine. So this is funny. I, <laughs> I, when I, I was raised by romance writers. That my, the mm. first writers I ever met um, were romance writers. And I literally, she, they were like, start a book, write a book, try it. So I did, and, I, and on page five, somebody died, and <laughs> my friend was like, well, you're not writing romance, and it's kind of been that way ever since. It's all stocky and knifey and stabby, yes. and yeah. yeah, but you know, it's this, when I wrote my first book, I thought I was writing straight up women's fiction, and oh. the first agent to look at it said, this is a mystery. There's a dead person on page three. Exactly. Like, well. Well, it's a great way to start a book. Yeah, I mean, in whatever genre, shouldn't there be a murder on That's, page? Amen. If not page one. So. Exactly. So um, you have had, I mean, congratulations. It's Thank been you. wonderful to watch how well these books have done. And you're now cranking through that series. You're on what That's number? The, so the fourth book in the series, Expire, is the final book in the series for now. I've got stories left, but... Um, I'm doing a new series next year. So it, there's four books in that series. Uh, Exhum, Ex 
size expose expire. <laughs> Not easy to say. I is know, it? right? Did you think of that when you came up with those names that I you'd just, be sitting here and having to rattle them? No, I did not. But I <laughs> thought there's a lot of words that start with ex, so I could have gone on a really long time. Yeah, in fact, you could you could just go on forever. And I know. Who knows? You may bounce back and forth I between might. your series. I so might. each of them is led by your uh, medical examiner yes. character. Yeah. Okay, and so the uh, okay. Wait, now I'm confused. I know. Expire. Expire is the most recent one. Yes. It's very Which, hard. Which, as the title suggests, uh, you know, has a, an ending of a somebody we wanted to end for. Excellent. Know. People were like, "When are you going to kill him?" <laughs> In due time, in due time. Well, it's it's like um, I used to feel that way about the Bones television yes. series. If they had a character that's like, why is he back again? That I guy. Him. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I yeah. don't either. But he did keep coming back. He kept coming I think back. after he died. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it was. He had starting a really to creepy name too. Credulity, but I know. However, you know, he just come up with a new multi-book bad guy. I yes. So, well, are you going to miss this character? Yeah. I mean, are you leaving at a point where you still love her? I still love her. Um, I still love her, and actually, I I really love the interaction between she and the there's a male um, inspector, um, and I won't give too much away, but. This is, I left them Did in the a, romance writer in your family <laughs> um, genealogy come out a little here? I mean, just a little bit. So that's the closest I've ever gotten actually to writing. Uh, there's a little bit of romance in that story. So Aww. and that was um, so they're in a really good place, and you kind of feel good leaving your character like she's in a good place right now. So there's yeah. room for her for sure. Um, I'm really excited about the next series, which is set in a small town, North Dakota. So different for me. Wow. I've never set a book outside because of San Francisco. You, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, cosmopolitan. Yeah, I know. San Francisco doesn't get much, uh, you know, more know. cosmo it's than so, that. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm actually really excited about it, though. It's something really different. So what made you choose small town, North Dakota? So I'm in Montana now. Um, I've been there about 16 years. Um, and everyone's like, when are you going to set a book in Montana? And I'm actually probably never going to do that. I say that. I'm sure <laughs> maybe I will. But I don't really want there to be too many crimes in Montana because you know I live there and there's not that many people it's the difference there's a between... one in a million chance you die if there's a, good, if there's a murder in Montana it's a lot yeah, yeah you know and you know you think about what you like in a book versus like what you like in real life right. you know people say do you base the books on yourself is that character like you it's like well I don't have many you know axe murderers exactly. and serial killers in my life so exactly no. I'm not nearly as cool as my character is really I don't I mean my character like dissects bodies. That's yeah, that really cool. cool. So, before you were an author, were you something else, or have you always been? Uh, well, I so I did publish my first book when I was twenty nine. So I've been an author, uh, but I I was raised in a family where you were not allowed to get a degree that didn't lead right to a job. So uh. my choices were: you can go, to, you can get a degree in business, or you can be pre med. <laughs> so I was pre-med. My dad was a physician. Gotcha. I'm starting to see the connection. Yeah, so there's some connection. Um, and then I decided I did not want to be a doctor. Um, <laughs> I do play one on TV. Um, but uh, And then I spent 10 years in finance because that was the other option. Yeah. And then my baby brother, who is 17 years younger than I am, got to go to film school. I'm just saying. Wait a second. Double standard? Rules. Or just your parents got tired? I think tired. they got tired. <laughs> 17 years. Yeah. She had four kids over 17 years. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. She's yeah, like, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want, Stevie. <laughs> Fine. We have five kids, and by oh. the last one, we're like, I don't care how long it takes you to get out of college. I don't mean, just, you are you so know, brave. Whatever. Good for you. Uh, I wanted four. And yeah. then I had one, and then I thought maybe three, and then I had two, and I'm like, I am done. Yeah. I am done. Well, I love them. I did marry into it. My husband had three, I had two, but we raised oh. them all together, and so. Personally, I did not have to go through the body scarring oh. hardships, but I did have three teenage girls. So, 
I'm oh. just saying. Just, um, that'll make you want to write murder. I'm just going to say, <laughs> every one of the victims in the books is really them at the age He's, of 17. I'm telling you. Now, you mm-hmm. have two kids. I do. And are they um, still at home? Are they? Well, I've got a 20-year-old who's in college, um, so she's, you know, out of the house. She's a sophomore, and then I have a... Uh, my son is almost 18, and he's a senior in high school. So we're almost going to be empty nesters, which I have to say I'm kind of looking forward to. Okay, it so rocks. It really does. <laughs> All it's my friends are so sad. Hard. I'm like, Why? God, no. Why are you sad? I cried when I dropped the last yeah, one of course. off. I'm going to cry. For five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> as long as it takes to get home and open that bottle of wine, exactly. right? Exactly. And you know, I love when they visit. Of course. But we are moving full time to Wyoming, and they're all in Texas. Just saying. I, exactly. Well, there's five of them. I'd, I'd run, too. <laughs> we keep thinking they're going to procreate, and it's going to be, like, millions of little... That's why you have a, to go You have to go to a whole big ranch in Wyoming. You really do. That's awesome. But we are practically neighbors. Sister yes, states and Montana, all. I know. Yeah, I'm up in Montana shopping all the time. But my my place is in the mountains, Snowwearsville. You all, you guys all know Snowwearsville. And, and we just absolutely love the isolation. And I have yeah. written books in Wyoming. Oh, I, yeah. But I keep trying to tell people that it's not as good as it sounds in my books. You don't want to come. That's really. right. Just, Montana's full, too. It's Sorry. totally full. It's right. Totally full. It's like I got a no vacancy sign. I heard North Dakota's line. nice. That's the line. <laughs> Montana's full, but I hear North Dakota's yeah. nice. And South, South Dakota in a pinch. There you, you know? go. Exactly. You could go see. Keep um, heading east. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What's beyond that? Whatever's there, too. <laughs> so your, um, your new series, it features mm-hmm. then, of course, a new protagonist a new protagonist and is the protagonist male or female so I always I have I do always do multiple points of view mm-hmm. um, and I always I always have a male character I actually was thinking about this earlier there was a question in the panel I always have a male point of view I love writing a male point of view but the main character my heart is it's I mean it's you start and finish I, with the woman I start and finish <laughs> with the woman yeah I mean because we're awesome uh, we are we're awesome. so awesome I think we make so such good fiction because we are nuanced and layered it's so so true, and we're but we're introspective and thoughtful, and we're doing things. We're always sort of really puzzling things out in a mm-hmm. way that. But it's, fun, it's why it's fun to write men too, because, and this is we're making ma- massive generalizations, but exactly. men make and decisions very tongue in cheek. But yes. yes, yeah, and so and it's, I think it's so fun to get into their heads too. Um, yeah, but yeah, women. I, I think that if you just consider, from a man's point of view for a second, how hard it is to figure your wife out, exactly. you understand what we're saying. Yeah. Women in fiction are interesting, which of course is the whole point of this show. I'm endlessly fascinated by what you can do with female characters. I mean, <sighs> for goodness sakes, we carry children in our bodies. I mean, if nothing else. We grow them in our bodies. We grow them. That is from so From little bitty nothings. That's right. Um, so I was... Oh, out of sight, out of mind. I was going to ask her something about her kids, and I'll think about, oh, are either of them writers? Because you have that multi-generational no, thing. No, no, yeah. it's so funny. And I, I you know, um, they, I was like, well, you guys, one of you guys could, like, you know, write with me. You know, have, there's all yeah. those mothers and children who write these great books, and my kids are like, I want nothing to do with that. Do they read the, your books? Well, so that was a rule. You couldn't read my books until you were 30. 30 is a good age. Which yeah. neither of them is 30 yet, <laughs> but my daughter did read Exhume. Yeah. Which is the one you read, and she was furious about some of the decisions in that book. It's so funny. What are you, what are you doing to the protagonist? So not, <laughs> it's not really a spoiler, but the protagonist is diagnosed with breast cancer in that book. At our age, mm-hmm. a lot of women, uh, a lot of friends of mine have uh, yeah. gone through this, and um, I feel like it's something that... Yeah. You know, it doesn't show up in fiction very often, except for in sort of cancer-related stories. Right. And so this is a really strong woman, and I wanted to give her a really real disease, and um, she's still alive. Like, everyone was worried, you know, I would not never kill my protagonist. 
How do you how do you I do know, that? I know. I've seen books do that before, and it's like it ended for me right there. You yeah. Know, stop. But I love that you did that because it is real. Yeah. It is how we're living our lives with our mammograms starting at the age of forty or younger if yes. you've got problems. And and that's what if you have a big dead body problem dumped in your lap, you're still going to have whatever it is you it's have. Right. Kids, husband, it's right. ex-husband, you know, mm-hmm. um, breast cancer. So throw, yeah. throw it at us. We can take it. <laughs> really. And that's the other thing about women. We can take. Yeah. We can take it. We are tough as nails. Yeah. No man babies for, we are not. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I have, th- I have, I have sons and I have a husband and I love you guys. Oh, yeah. I love you guys. But Me too. still. Not her husband and sons. I don't know them, <laughs> but I'm probably sure I would love them. I'm sure you would. But I yeah. just certainly love, I love men. I do too. Yeah. They're really, there's a lot, they're wonderful. There's a lot to like. And, um, and I agree with you. It's really fun too, to try to to get into a man's skin, to write oh. a male point of view, yeah. and to do it, because you have to do it with empathy, if you're writing a character diverse yeah. from you in any way, which, yes. face it, you got to do, because the world is full of people I of know. all I love, types. I do that. I love that, the perspective thing, too. And I sometimes have to ask my husband, like, well, what do you think about this? And he, some of the answers are so, so interesting. They're not at all what I even would have imagined. I'm like, well, that's how your brain works, huh? So this Wyoming mystery that I just wrote, I asked my husband, how would this teenage boy think? And he goes, he wouldn't be thinking anything. And I, and I go, what do you mean? <laughs> what, what, what kind of nothing? He goes, he'd be thinking nothing. No. And I just really wrestled with that. And then I really literally wrote in scenes where it was like, and he was basically thinking nothing, but more descriptive than that. That's right. But he's like, you nailed it. <laughs> that is so awesome. All right. It's true. As a teenage boy. You sort of wonder how they make it through the day sometimes. Oh, I know. And I Sorry, that- honey. I love you. I swear. I know you made it through the day. He's actually, I mean, what is amazing to me, too, as a mother, is that you think, oh, I'm going to leave for four days. The whole, everything's going to fall apart. There was one night we were actually, my husband and I both gone this trip. And so I was like, you know, he, I don't know if he's going to survive. I don't know if our dogs are going to survive. Yeah. And it turns out, like, he, he does way better when I'm not there. Like, oh, it's yeah. one of those things where if you're there, they'll let you do it for them. Learned helplessness. I love that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it had a name. Yeah, it, it does. so much sense. It does. I, you know, it's, like, amazing how my men in my life will be like, I don't understand. How do you do? Or I don't know how to do that. Or I can't. But yet, they end you up can. being capable. I know. I know. It's, but we, I, I, we make I that happen. Have, yeah. I make that happen. I'm I like, let me take care of it for you. Well, it's That's like. That's my love. My husband will be flying home from the airport, and I'll be like, I bet he's hungry. I mean, I'm not a domestic goddess. I mean, my mother is going, what? <laughs> but I'm thinking, oh, poor thing, he's probably hungry. I'm going to make him something. Don't, don't listen to that, wrong honey. With me? I'm not doing that for I you. What's wrong with me? That's so cute. It, it, it kind of He probably does appreciate it, though. He does, and he does it for me, too. But oh. there's this thing in me that I didn't know was there until I guess you meet the right person. That's and so then, true. Then it's just you want to take How care long of that have person. You been married? We've been married 15 years. Oh, that's awesome. I was 25 this year. Oh, congratulations. I got married when I was 12, just so yeah. we're clear. Well, you know. If we counted my first and second marriage together, I'd have been married 25 years. How's that? Well, it sounds like, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And you raised five kids. Yeah, they're awesome. They are oh. awesome. And none so of proud. them have fallen in love with Wyoming yet, which is a great thing because it's kind of Eric and my retreat place. Yeah, we always yeah. said when they um, were finally all out of the nest, we'd move to the Galapagos Islands. And really, Wyoming is the same thing, just with mountains. <laughs> Really? Yeah, so. I can see the similarities yeah, there, exactly. you know? Gila buffalo monsters and buffalo. Of, I was going to say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> instead of turtles. So how do you like being a, mon- I mean, 
very different from San Francisco. Very. So your life in Montana, um, do you guys live in town? Are you rural? Are you? And we're outside of town, so that, you know, it, um, not a little bit rural. We have a couple acres. Yeah. Um, I I have to say it's heaven for me. I yeah. I get a ch I have wonderful friends. It's a, I live in an incredible community. It has a university. It's really a great place yeah. to live. And um, and I have some of the best of both worlds. Not a ton of shopping, which is no. actually probably good yeah. because I can do enough damage in a weekend here and there. But um, yeah, but it's I, I really I love it. I love the space. Do you still have family on the West Coast that I, you go back and I do you can visit? And I have my mother and my sister and her family are both in the San Francisco Bay Area, and both my brothers are in Brooklyn. So I get to kind of go to both coasts. That's funny, it's yeah. really fun. Yeah, you have perfect reasons mm -hmm. to go someplace where shopping is not a problem. That's right, and that's um, not much to miss when you have well Buffalo. For instance, That's Buffalo right. are nice. Um, <laughs> Buffalo are lovely. And they are lovely. Do you find that you have a writer community out there? Or are you you I, virtual with with yeah. writers in other locations? I don't really have a writer community, and that is probably. I guess that's probably the one real deficit. In San Francisco, I was part of um, Mystery Writers of America, NorCal. It was right. an amazing organization there and really big. And But I have lots of, yeah, I have tons of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sort of the way the world works now, right? Isn't that the it's, same for you? It is. It's why I started doing these podcasts, yeah. which seemed at the time like a really bad idea, Pam Stack. Um, that's our producer. I was like, I can't fit this in. I have no time. I'm on a deadline. Totally. But then I started thinking, I'm just not reaching out and connecting with other writers living right. on a ranch and right. I want to still be in a community I think right. it's good for us oh it's so. it's so important because you do have we have the loneliest job we have a lonely um, job by the way I love Pam Stack hi I, I missed her she was not at Thriller Fest this year no and she and now she's not at BoucherCon Pam you're letting us down yeah we but missed you lady she was over in London oh which one was oh, in London oh that new one Capital yeah. Crime yeah she I went heard to Capital Crime wonderful mm -hmm. so Pam is awesome yeah. and Pam Sorry in fact that. this is a good place to say it. This is a uh, solely owned and copyrighted production of Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. All hail Pam Stack because she's wonderful about providing this opportunity yeah, for so, yeah. authors to do this, yeah. which is fun, by the way. I mean, oh my I, God. I don't like anything more than sitting around and talking it's about books so with true. other authors. And there's wine in the late, in the title. So, I mean, how do you not love anything that's you know, wine? When we were batting around ideas for the show, it was just really clear that if I was going to do a somewhat book clubby kind of show yeah. and that I would really talk about books and not like, what are your five favorite mystery shows? Or, you know, right. come up with little things like right. that, that it was book clubby and that meant that it was for women and it was going to involve wine. It's so true. Sadly, the bar did not open in time for us I to know. have a glass of wine for this. So rude. I know. I don't understand. I, they're them. missing out on a lot of business because I don't know if they understand how much writers like to drink. It, it, the, the bar last night was like standing oh. room only downstairs. You know, it was 800 packed. people. Exactly. 800 people who were drinking fast. <laughs> I know. That was probably a good night in the bar for, and the, for the bar And suddenly they all had personalities. It was uh, like amazing. Oh, I know. Like, That's I can talk. <laughs> I know. Because it's, I for sure am an, I'm an awkward person yeah. in the beginning. So it, a glass of wine really takes the edge off. My husband, who I think will be coming later tonight, so I'll get to show him off to some of my new writer so friends. So fun. But he is um, of the opinion that all writers are weird. And this is based on knowing me, but I used to run all these critique groups when I was in Houston, and he'd say, are your weird friends coming over? <laughs> like, hello, That's look who you're talking to. I know, exactly. He loved them. He loved them all, of and he would call he them here to their faces. Of course. 
but we I would are. own that. We're weird. We're oh, there's no question. Bit weird. We have weird conversations, you know. Like, how do you kill somebody? Exactly. And how would you kill it. somebody slowly? You'd yeah. cut their Achilles first. That's just what I'm telling you I would do. I think that's cut a good Achilles, idea. Cut their Achilles, because then they can't go anywhere. Exactly. So now you can do it slowly you if you'd spend like to. Your time, which, you know, it depends <laughs> on what they did, but probably you want to kill them slowly. I mean, if you want to kill them, and don't you want to make them quiet, too. So you might do something to have vocal cords. Um, medical training comes in handy here. So I'm thinking this med school, oops, this med school kind of thing that she had going on for a while, or pre-med, may have yeah. created some dangerous connections in your mind. I do use medicine in evil ways, oh, but I'm not that. a doctor, so I, I can do that. Otherwise, I would have had, <laughs> it would have been harder. Actually, my father was was a physician, and I think a love of medicine and you know how that works was is in my blood. My father's a physician, too. Oh, yeah. And my latest series is a physician protagonist. Yes. And it's been so much fun to go, okay, Dad, how do you kill this person if your duty is to save them? And he's like, well, oh. And, you know, he comes up with all these creative yeah, ways. Yeah, how do you, I just had that conversation with an e, I, the, my new book in, set in, uh, North the, in North Dakota. Yeah. I'm like, where's my new book? <laughs> where Can am you I? Tell where's my book? I know. Can you she tell I've been here for a couple drinking. days? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, sadly, not today. But it does seem like I might have been. Um, yes. Instead of North Dakota, there is. she's an E. She's an ED nurse. Oh, cool. And she kills somebody. Oh, good. Well, not good for her, but I'm sure she had a very good reason. Well, no, she doesn't. Well, I, mean, I don't want to spoil mm -hmm. the plot, but <laughs> tell me later. Yeah. So, you guys, this is all with the time we have. Mm. And um, I'm sad to say that because I'm having fun talking to you and talking to Danielle Girard. Thank and, you so much, Pamela. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, if they want to find your books, what's your website? www.daniellegerard.com. Easy enough. And you can subscribe to the podcast and pick up some of my books at PamelaFaganHutchins.com. Yes. I think they'd be, they'd, it's like a wine pairing. Oh, they're beautiful. You know, they're beautiful together. together. Absolutely. You have to have them both. <laughs> Set. Bye, everybody. <laughs>